0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Meet the Shoe. I'm Nina. And I
1: am Shadé,
0: And today we um, are having our guest by the name of Boondoo. And um, we want you to let the audience know
2: what you do. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? My name is Bunduk Ramadan and I'm a multifaceted serial entrepreneur. I'm a musician. I'm a to make hip hop and rap music very motivational and on the inspirational side mm-hmm. kind of like you know your your j cole's your, your kendrick Lamar, <laughs> some uplifting mm-hmm. i also run my merchandise brand hhd brand i got my thank god collection mm-hmm. going crazy right now which is amazing mm-hmm. And additionally, I run a marketing company where I help entrepreneurs with their marketing, branding strategy, as well as optimizing Facebook and Instagram ads. Uh, And then I also do motivational speaking, Mm -hmm. a little bit of Airbnb, you know, got my hands in a few different things. But yeah, I'm originally from South Sudan, East Africa represent. Okay. Uh, uh, You know it. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but yeah i grew up i grew up in florida Mm -hmm. and then after i studied uh economics at the university of florida i moved out here to atlanta to pursue my business
0: how long you been in atlanta
2: shoot i've been in atlanta like five years now okay uh yeah this i'm yeah this is my fifth year i moved out here in 2016
0: Mm. and why did you move to atlanta what what made you choose atlanta
2: crazy story it was like all right so right when i had graduated college yeah back in 2016 I, I studied economics so i had a few different job offers on the table you know so like jobs was trying to offer me like 50k of a year 60k mm. I for kept what on what, them was down. Your, what was your what was you?
0: what was it all types of mom. jobs
2: like one one job was in the insurance field another yeah. job was in logistics uh I I was applying for, you know, the variety of things that I felt more comfortable in, you know, logistics, Mm -hmm. uh, finance and insurance were definitely the heavy hitters Mm -hmm. in the industry. People that's going to really give you a good amount of money. And, you know, kind of doing it for my parents, going through that school because, you know, African parents, they're going to put you through school. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You got to go to school. (laughs) One thing about that. So after I graduated, you know, and I had all those job offers on the table but then i end up just realizing i don't want to just go slave my life away and and work for somebody else i wanted to build something for myself i wanted to pursue my music career mm-hmm. mainly cuz that's been my passion since i was in third grade okay and so it was like after three days after graduation, I just turned down all the job offers and called up my sister who lived like 40 minutes outside of Atlanta in Decatur. Mm-hmm. And I called her up and I was like, yo, can I just come crash on your couch uh, until I figure it out? And I had nothing but like two, 300 bucks in my pocket, broke college student, just graduated <laughs> yeah. and gave up all these job opportunities. A lot of the job opportunities were down in Florida because that's what I thought I wanted. And then I just decided to flip the switch, packed up all my stuff from my dorm, dropped it off at the crib in Jacksonville, Florida, and caught a mega bus up to Atlanta.
0: So you, so you didn't f- have you just had your sister here, no no friends, no nothing.
2: Um, I had a couple friends, but. Nothing. Uh, actually, one of my best friends actually lived out here, and he was trying to convince me to move out here too. Mm-hmm. And he actually designs a lot of my. uh all, He actually designs all of my cover art, all of the music that I put out. He designs all of the cover art. Shout out my boy George Banks. Man. Shout okay, out my boy. Okay. <laughs> so you followed yeah. your
0: heart and just yeah went on went to Atlanta. That's good. yeah so did 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 you think you think you uh, went to Atlanta because of the music because you know that music is
2: popping out there huh facts facts so that's what really made me want to come out here because it was like a hip-hop mecca and I was Mm -hmm. like you know what I'm making music so I need to be out there I need to go find a studio that I can get connected with Mm -hmm. so when I got out here you know like I said I was broke so I ended up having to get a job anyway so what was the what,
0: what was the first job that you had out here out
2: there excuse me I, I got I got into banking um uh, working for SunTrust Bank out here Okay. so I was doing financial services with them and just you know people s- selling people stuff that they didn't maybe need all the way you know mm-hmm. trying to convince people to get like mm-hmm. home equity loans or upgrade their credit cards and things like that but I just always felt like I had to convince somebody to do something whether it benefited them or not too on top of that so mm-hmm.
0: So uh, what, what is, yeah. what is the, um, you, what is the most successful thing you've done since you've been in Atlanta? Like, what is the, your core of making money now that you're, you know, you you have your hand in a couple oh, yeah, of different yeah. things right. as an entrepreneur? What yeah. is the most, what are you successful at the most at the, t- at this time?
2: Well, yeah, right now the biggest money maker for me is the marketing business because everybody needs it for one and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand it and there's not an, uh, there's not many people in the marketing field that are actually consistently teaching people how to do it the right way that's mm-hmm. not trying to You know, not trying to get over on you, you know, because I know y'all remember like when Clubhouse blew up and like there was just so many gurus Mm -hmm. just dropping all this information. I'm like, hold on, some (laughs) of this information that they're dropping doesn't necessarily add up. Okay. So so that's what ignited a fire within me because I'm like, hold on. If I, other people are getting scammed out of their money, I'm actually putting people onto what's real, mm-hmm. and I have reasonable prices. Right. <laughs> and so so like that's back when I was charging. Um, a s- smaller a smaller amount than I am now. But regardless, that's that's what really kind of fired me up because I was mainly focused on music mm-hmm. and motivational speaking and traveling to colleges universities to do that mm-hmm. and selling my merchandise and doing the Airbnb. But then when the pandemic hit, all that got shut down mm-hmm. and I had to figure out how I was gonna make some money. So right. then I started going hard on my marketing business really focused on studying every single day mm-hmm. and started teaching people started running ads for businesses and helping them grow grow their revenue so that's that's right now is making the most money for me and out of out of anything yeah like this what, month what, alone has it, been, it's what, been is wild. The, uh, what is the
0: what uh, is the the most that one of your clients have made like the what's the success that you've put Towards your, you know, that someone bought into your business and then you put back into them. What, what is uh, the highest amount that they made?
2: So shout out to my first client, Lennox Armstrong. Mm -hmm. So when we were working together, we we he he was my first client. I worked together for like a year and a year and some change. Mm -hmm. And so when we got together, you know, his he he's an old school R and B artist, (laughs) and so so you know with r most of the target audience was women, mm-hmm. you know, over the age of 44. So knowing that mm-hmm. we know those women are on Facebook. So we just decided to strictly focus on Facebook. Cause that's where his most, most of his market was going to be. We started working together and at first his audience, he had 4k followers on his Facebook page mm-hmm. and we cranked that thing. Oh, uh, we got him <laughs> up to 130, 130 K.
0: So wait, wait, wait. What 130K. tell Over us, the time. tell tell the how many years did that take for one?
2: Shoot, that probably took It took that it, it probably took for when we started taking off, mm-hmm. I would say like there was like a sweet spot like an 8 month period mm-hmm. where things were just growing steadily very very well and it, it really took the entire time period. i would say I would say those eighteen months that okay. we worked together will be like the the longevity of it That's you know, so from the moment he started, we were at four k to the moment where you know we decided to venture off and work on our other businesses we he he got to over 130k who knows where he's at today you know <laughs> i haven't checked in a so minute,
0: with but. with him um could you explain to the viewers like how like money wise when did he start making money because i know a over 100 right. under a people
2: right so check the thing about it was this is amidst the pandemic so it made it very difficult and we literally had to create (laughs) brand new products that have Mm -hmm. never before been used in the industry really because Mm -hmm. when you think about it there were no concerts there were no shows during the pandemic so for artists the most way that you make your money is through doing shows Mm -hmm. so it was really difficult at first as we were trying to figure it out but we knew the main Initial goal was to build the brand, mm-hmm. to build the exposure, to mm-hmm. build the recognition, and so he had a single called "I Love You, Mom," and <laughs> so we were pushing that single out heavy to to all of his audience because, like I said, old old school R&B women yes. over the age of forty four, a song called "I Love You, Mom," mm-hmm. it's like it's gonna hit. So we started promoting that, promoting that, promoting that heavy, and we just wanted to make sure we reach the people and start cultivating an audience. Mm-hmm and so that that song we dropped of one of his videos on youtube i mean not on youtube sorry on facebook mm-hmm. and started just running ads behind it and that thing cranked up to over a million views wow. on facebook wow. and it was just a video of him just kind of with a similar setup like i'm in right now in his home studio Let's singing into it. the microphone okay. wow. with a cool little background and people were sharing it rapidly sharing it with their moms you would see you know people commenting on it like oh my god this song made me cry made me think about my uh, my my mother who passed you know however so long yes, ago so he was right. getting a lot of uh, kind of get real in touch with the emotions so mm-hmm. we started to realize okay yeah we're spending all this money We've, we were growing well but now we got to really focus on the return on the investment right because like i said this was my first client so it was a learning process as we were moving forward he was he came to me he's like i need to grow my page i was like bet i can help <laughs> okay. you do that Okay. Right. So then it was like, all right, now we need to make some money. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, now we got to kind of re strategize because we need to start scaling up. Mm-hmm. So we put together the merchandise, I Love You Mom merchandise. I built him a Shopify store and we started running ads that were traffic ads that were getting people over to the Shopify store and actually started buying the shirts and the hoodies and all of these things. Um, But at the same time, you know, just the money that's coming from a merchandise brand is not gonna suffice to have your employees paid full time right. at the end of the day right. because you're selling $20 products at the, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You're not selling like $2,000, $3,000 products like some of these coaching businesses do, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to kind of take a step back and re-strategize and we started doing personal private concerts for people. So like for example, let's say you had your mom's birthday coming up. We would promote it that way to you. would be like, hey, since so with your mom's birthday coming up, we got the song, I Love You Mom. Your mom is going to, we kind of put together a package where, you know, you get the performance, the concert, you know, three to five songs you get, You get the merchandise bundled with Mm -hmm. it. You also get the uh, private interview with it. And then, you know, you get a thank you card. And and we kind of just made sure that we took as much value as we could Mm -hmm. and bundle it together and then sell it as a high ticket item. So then that's when the tide started to turn. So then it was like, okay, we only really need a book. Like, you know, if we book three, four of these per month, that's pretty lit because right. you know everybody got moms that got birthdays mm-hmm. or graduations or retirement celebrations whatever people people want excuses to celebrate their mom and it was the pandemic so it was like you we, you can't see your mom but let's all get together and do a virtual private concert that's in nice. honor of of you know your mom's mm-hmm. it's time mm-hmm. to celebrate her because in the uncertainty of the pandemic you know you, you never know what could happen to right. people mm-hmm. during that time mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so sorry. that's
2: that's when we really started making making some money, and then we I, I finally had convinced them to drop um some hard copy CDs. So I'm like, yo, that oh. older audience, they are gonna buy those hard copy. They still got some. <laughs> okay <laughs> so we started running ads the on the CDs <laughs> and that, that that's when things really started to turn a tide it got to a point for like every dollar that we were spending he, he was getting back five dollars in, in, in revenue okay. so it, it was it was a machine that was you know, self self-sustaining at, at a certain point, you know, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you got to consistently keep the top of the funnel being populated where you are getting more still growing your audience and then warming them up, helping them understand your music and then marketing your products to them. So it's that funnel strategy that just goes right. into a cycle And so we were working there. But then, you know, over time, my time commitment and his time commitment, we were putting so much time and energy into it that we wanted to kind of take a step back, enjoy our lives Mm -hmm. and work on other businesses that we both had that would get would make us even more money on top of that so so we kind of pivoted re-strategized he's more in the finance field building and i'm more in this marketing coaching field and motivational speaking field building as well but you know we're coming together and developing a whole new partnership right now with uh working with working with financial lending private lending things like that like like, you know, wholesale people who do um wholesale house flipping, like they mm-hmm. need hard money lenders, things mm-hmm. like that. So now we're paving the way for people to be able to do that, you know, especially people in our community who might not have the proper credit scores or the proper, you know, credit history to be able to take advantage of things like that that can create our own generational wealth. So You guys, you
0: you guys, you guys are building a company for, um, uh, hard money lender, uh, investments like people that want to do along
2: along those lines, you know, especially a lot of people like, let's say like somebody in my boat who is, who can make a certain amount of money, but let's say they want to make an investment for a hundred thousand. But they're still able to put up like uh they might not have the credit, mm-hmm. but they have the cash to be able to put down like a certain percentage like let's say they put down this is just a random example like, like let's say I want to make a hundred k investment, but I got twenty k in the bank account. I'm like, yo, I can put down twenty k and they'll give me the other eighty percent the other eighty k and then we could turn around and make that hundred k investment mm-hmm. for whatever business venture i was trying to pursue Mm -hmm. so that's you know a few of the a few of the like an example of how it could work Mm -hmm. you know we're still building it out and this is still brand new i'm over here already divulging too much info (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah we're we're setting this up so that's gonna be one of those things on the side Mm -hmm. that that we offer to folks and partner with different like real estate agents when it Mm -hmm. comes to that
0: so if you another a new client come in Mm -hmm. to the door and say we need help with um, Facebook ads. Um, we want to grow our audience. What um, time period would you give them to say, okay, I think you will rise up by six months, a year, or 18 months? I mean, you know, get a. What's huge your time growing. period for each oh, yeah, step? If you can't figure
2: it out in three months, it's dead. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh Because I I pride myself on being able to help people structure. Because one thing that I learned about it is that it's not just about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do. It's, it's like me, I'm your gym trainer. I'm not just a marketer. Mm -hmm. Like you got to show up to the gym. You got to have the right clothes on. You got to have the right mentality. Mm -hmm. You're going, you're going to jump on this machine and we're going to do that machine. You might hit five different machines. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when it comes to the marketing side, I'm going to coach you as far as, okay, you need, you might need to have five different uh, landing pages they can all have the same messaging but just be arranged a little bit differently because we got to test out all five of that. You might need to have 20 different uh let's say brands that are related to you. Like for example, you got you this is a shoe meet the shoe podcast, right? And if you're mm-hmm. trying to grow that, we're going to be like let's let's target the audience of 20 other podcasts mm-hmm. that are popular, you know. And then we get deep into it because we the great thing about facebook is they have what's called detailed targeting and you can target people based upon their interests based upon their behaviors or Mm -hmm. based upon their demographics so like let's say you wanted to target joe rogan podcast random example right Mm -hmm. but let's say you want to target that or you want to target uh Um, the Social Proof Podcast, Mm -hmm. Uh, we will be able to type in certain keywords and see if Facebook has those declared as certain interests. Mm -hmm. Um, You can even target podcast listeners. You can target, if you're selling merchandise, you can target a behavior like, engaged shoppers you mm-hmm. literally type that in mm-hmm. and allow that to overlap with your personal audiences so there's there's some really great ways to be able to execute that mm-hmm. but like i said you know if somebody approaches me you got it's 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 um it's a team effort you know right. i'm not gonna be able to do it by myself you can't just be like hey i want marketing you got me all right bet and then be like peace (laughs) and then just check back in with me no it doesn't work like Mm -hmm. that because gotta drop content consistently Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. types of content maybe we need you to drop five different types of content maybe i'll be like i need you to drop something funny I need you to drop something more serious. I need you to drop something about your personal story. I need you to drop something where it's like you got a whiteboard behind you and you're actually writing out what you're talking about in regards to your business. So there's a bunch of different ways, depending on the customer and the client, that that we can kind of pitch that.
0: Do you create the content for the people? Like, do you help them with that or do you make them do it on their own?
2: Yeah, yeah. So depending <laughs> on who it is, so mm-hmm. if they're local, there are ways where I could pull up on them, set up, okay. you know, I could set them up with my microphone in a nice backdrop, bring all the equipment, the lighting, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would be able to do that, you know, for some people that are locally, but, it, you know, now clients are working you know a lot of my clients are out of state a lot of my clients you know are are reaching out to me because they see me on social media and we might not be in the same city So I coach them. I do a lot of content training, content coaching. I help build out the full script for their videos, build out the ad copy for the ads themselves and just helping them strategize easy ways for them to be able to take control. That's the name of my thing. It's called take control because a lot of people just need to understand a few key things and have a few ways where they can, get their content created faster and right. at an uh, easy, easy rate. So then once they learn how to do that, they can really take control of it for themselves. And then they won't need me as much because I want them to grow, to become better to me. You know what right. I'm saying? Cause like I, I've been doing so much on my own and like, literally like 90% on my own. And so now I'm realizing the importance of having a team, the yeah. importance mm-hmm. of hiring and building uh, along those lines so i want them to also understand that you can get yourself to a certain point by yourself Mm -hmm. but at a certain point then you'll have to take a step back and re-strategize with a full team
0: what's the difference between um instagram and facebook as far as marketing which one is which which one will a person excel faster and how easy is it uh, Facebook versus Instagram, like you know, what's which one's harder?
2: And that's a great. That's a great question. I would. I would say. I would say if you're trying to grow your following, Instagram might be slightly more difficult mm-hmm. uh, because with Facebook, the great thing about Facebook is like there's a type of campaign that you can literally run. That's like I'm running a specific campaign to get more followers, mm-hmm. and. Instead of, you know, a call to action button below your ad that says like shop now or learn more, it literally says follow. They have that for <laughs> Facebook, wow. but they don't have that for Instagram. All you have, all you can do is you can drive people to your Instagram profile mm-hmm. by just inserting that destination link. And, it, and then you got to hope that they follow you. You know what I'm saying? So if your content is strong enough, that's when people generally follow. Mm-hmm. Now. Here's another scenario for me, for example, when I was selling my merchandise, right? I started testing out different age groups and I started des- testing out every single platform, whether it was the Facebook newsfeed or my ad popping up in Facebook Marketplace or my ad popping up on IG Explore page or IG Stories. So I'm like literally, I dive in that deep to see how many responses I'm getting on each placement. Those are called placements, right? Okay. And so I learned that for my brand, it's best when I run ads on Instagram stories between the ages of 18 to 35. Mm -hmm. Now that's what worked for me. Hey, I had to go through a specific testing process. And that's what I teach my clients is how to proceed with that testing process when we are using the audiences. So like when we first start out, I make sure we create 30 audiences like off the rip. That sounds like a lot, mm-hmm. but to me, it's not even that much when, cause I do it so often, but we'll create audiences around your Instagram followers, mm-hmm. your Facebook followers, your website, visitors, people who have watched your videos. And if you have any customer lists, we will set, we'll create audiences around those. And then those are called custom audiences. Mm-hmm already in your network. That's all you got. Thing of people you already rock with. Right. And then what you can do is create lookalike audiences, people who look like that, who ain't never heard of you. Right. So now you're telling Facebook, okay, I got these 10K followers on my IG, <laughs> analyze that data. Now go find me millions more people who are similar to these followers on IG. And so when you put your ad in front of those people, your ads are more likely to convert because they resemble the people who are already in your network. Okay. So And then, you know, there's ways to kind of scale it out, make it more specific, make it more broad. And then we test out each of those segments in order to figure out, should we go more broad or should we go more specific with your audience? And then which age group is working, which placement is working And as we learn more and more, because initially you're paying for that data, you know, you might get some sales along the way, which would be great. You know, that's outstanding. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you don't, don't be surprised, you know, when you're just getting out, just getting started. but once you accumulate all that data, then you can fine-tune and laser-focus your ads. Okay. And that is what allows you to convert more.
0: Okay. So, um, okay, we want to take you back now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what is like um, a dark moment that you may have had in your life that would may have caused you to... Uh, change your situation in, in a good way or a bad way, like make you go harder at getting some money or make you fall back and appreciate family a little bit
2: more. You you have any children? No, nah, I don't have any children. I, I'm, I'm, no kids. Nah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> no, <nope>, not yet. <laughs> no, nah, nah, definitely not yet. I'm going to build an empire before I have my kids. Um, but man, well, I actually kind of got to take you back. So when I was born, mm-hmm my family escaped the war in sudan and so there was a war between the north and the south and there was a war that lasted 27 years another one that lasted 17 years so it was was Mm. a lot of turmoil out there you know so my parents were literally had to escape like gunfire Mm. bombs being fired for miles away towards their villages where they lived and things like that Mm. and so They escaped there and went to Cairo, Egypt. I was born in Cairo, Egypt, but I was a 13-pound baby. So when my mom was birthing me, I got stuck in the womb. My shoulders were too wide. I got stuck in the womb, lost all oxygen, and they just had to force me out (laughs) of my mom's womb. It was crazy. And with the force that they forced me out with, it caused me to have what's called a brachial plexus injury Mm -hmm. where – my my muscles and my nerves on my right side separated from my spine, so I have very limited use of my right arm. So like mm-hmm. I can't lift my arm above my head, mm-hmm. my hand I can't I can't rotate it like this. So I have to do it most majority. Like when I'm making beats on the on the keyboard, I got to use one hand. When I'm mm-hmm. typing, I'm using one hand. Like majority of things, I'm doing it with one hand. Driving, um, so I got had over over the period of my life, like I had to learn to do things very different and i had to kind of just deal with people not necessarily fully understanding my battles day to day right Mm -hmm. whether i'm just you know putting on clothes getting ready and they're like yo hurry up what's taking you so long i'm like yo it's gonna take me a little bit longer than it takes the average person but you know just going through through that right
1: Mm
2: -hmm. it it's like a consistent battle because i have to over time I had to just decide to be more comfortable with like being in front of the camera, being, being more comfortable with telling the story, being more comfortable with just being myself, right. you know, like in growing up in America, I grew up, we can't, I came to Jacksonville, Florida when I was two years old. So I pretty much grew up in America my whole life. Right. And, but I still had a strong South Sudanese influence in my life because my parents never let me forget where where we came from and so with that being the with that being the case I always had to kind of like fight for who I am because it's like growing up the black people don't really rock with you because you're not really black and then the white people don't rock with you because they look at you like you black Mm -hmm. at the same time so it's Mm -hmm. like playing that awkward middle but regardless i was still able to you know proceed throughout life kind of you know definitely got bullied and had to just overcome those but to answer your question i ain't gonna lie like 20 at the top of 2019 Mm -hmm. i was leaving the studio and it was crazy because You know, I already can't really use my right arm. And I haven't even shared this story Mm -hmm. in public yet. Mm -hmm. But I was driving home from the studio. I was up until like 6 a.m. at the studio going hard. Mm -hmm. And I was tired. And I'm just driving. And it was raining a little bit. And I'm coming off the exit. Mm -hmm. And my car just spins out on the highway. Spins out. I start. I spin, and I try to overcorrect, and I'm. And next thing I know, I'm I'm on the highway, and I'm facing oncoming traffic, and four cars just like sh- pass by oh, me, and I'm just like, oh smart. snap! Mm-hmm. um And then I, um I was lucky enough, thank God, and yes, you know, <laughs> it's like the yes. motto. I was lucky enough that all those cars missed me, and then there was mm-hmm. just the empty gap in traffic.
1: Mm-hmm. out
2: of nowhere God, was just God an empty well. gap right. and then like i'm facing oncoming traffic and i just like say oh snap i'm pulling over to the side mm-hmm. and i like pulling i pull it over to the side but i'm still facing backwards and at, as soon as i pull over to the side cars start coming nonstop mm, speeding. Mm. And I'm just like, dang, how am I going to turn around? You right. know, I'm going to get home. And I'm just like, first of all, I had to get myself together. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, I could have just died. Right. And, and, um, I was, I was real shaken up, but then, you know, I just, I literally reversed for like half a mile mm. down the shoulder of the road till I got to the next exit mm. where I was able to turn around and then i uh, got home went to sleep and when i woke up um like i told you i couldn't already use my right arm to his mm-hmm. focal pass i woke up and i couldn't really move my left arm oh. and i was like i was like devastated i was destroyed because i was like yo now i can't use neither one of my arms mm-hmm. and like i went into a real dark space mm during that time and like i it was also at the top of the pandemic where i had to cancel all of my motivational speaking engagements could cancel all of my rap shows shut down my airbnb Mm. merchandise wasn't selling so that was literally the majority the bulk of my money was just done Mm -hmm. how
0: did you come out of that
2: Yo, you know what I'm saying? My girl, she really, she really um held me down during that time. Amen. And and look what you know,
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: and kind of helped me process through those feelings yeah. and mm-hmm. process through those dark thoughts because like I I got to a point where I was just like. Oh my God. What's the point anymore? Like I was working so hard for everything. Everything was finally going good. And then I I, I, like the rug just got pulled from under my feet. And then, and I was like, and now I can't use both of my arms. What am Mm -hmm. I going to do? Cause like, and then like, as I think back, like when I spun out, it was such a impact. When I hit the side of the window, like I hit my head on the window and my shoulder kind of like hit the side of the car as well at a, pretty like twice mm-hmm. so it was like i didn't feel it because of all the adrenaline mm-hmm. but then when i woke up in the morning i was in pain and yeah. i just couldn't lift up my left arm and i was yeah like it was it was terrible i ain't gonna lie that oh. was that was real terrible but you know i was able to process it you know with the help of my girl man shout out cory janae that's my baby hey, um, shout out
0: <laughs>
2: Corey janae you said <laughs> yeah man, yeah good yeah, job so, Hey, so no, I was hey. able to. I was able to process through that, stay strong, stay mm-hmm. more focused, mm-hmm. and and you know, yeah, she 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 really helped me down. And but you know, I, I just had I just needed bed rest, and you know, after I rested a lot more, um, I was able to. I, I just fully heart, recovered yeah, on yeah, your left side. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fully recovered. So, so I thank I thank God for that. Um, um,
0: you've been so. there five years now. Mm-hmm. Have you worked with any? Big time uh, musicians, celebrity like,
2: or who's the come most soon, important client soon. Client, client. I ain't gonna say I ain't okay, say okay. Say okay. Yet, but, okay. but speaking of I, I have a couple of deals <laughs> with some people you know that have you know won Grammys. Okay, so I'm trying. I'm I'm working on. I'm working on some putting together some packages for them, mm. and you know we'll, we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, for right now, I've been more strategizing around helping my 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 entrepreneurs that are out there, you know, trying to get it because I'm realizing the power it is. Um it's like being able to show somebody how to market better, it helps mm-hmm. them get more money to their business, which you know, changes the lifestyle that they're able to put for their kids, for their significant others, and just overall their life because some people this is their livelihood, right. and that extra, even if it's an extra two to three hundred dollars, or if it's an yeah. extra five to ten thousand that you're making, whatever at scale, scale you're at, mm-hmm. you know, by learning marketing and allowing yourself to take control and really. Take things to the next level as far as understanding a whole different facet of your business that you haven't been caring for as much. Mm-hmm. That transforms so much, and it it drips out into everything. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So yeah. this part of the um episode um at the end we always ask <laughs> we always ask the guests um is there a point in your life that you felt like uh he, w- almost, he he didn't he, did, he didn't uh, say that. Um that he that you felt like you would have done something to go to prison or something that stopped you from going to prison. Yes. He didn't say I'm, nothing. I'm not, about that that.
2: I'm not gonna incriminate myself. No, I'm saying I'm hey, saying you know it could have been away buck. I would keep it all the way a buck. it. Like, okay. so, so um
1: <laughs> think about it. I like, used to
2: run when I went out. I, I, um, I, I remember I, I, when I came out to Atlanta, I started bouncing around from different jobs because a lot of them wasn't giving me time off and stuff like that to mm-hmm. go to my speaking engagements and, mm-hmm. and shows. Mm-hmm. And so I found another job and, you know, I was interning at the studio, going back and forth. I'm at the studio till like 3 a.m. and stuff like that. showing up to work late in the morning, so stopped working there. Uh, and then I got into my, my partner at the studio introduced me into um a moving company and so we were you know out there partnering with u-haul doing moves and all that right so i'm driving out to one of the one of these outskirts cities in georgia I'm driving out there whoop, i get pulled over for for speed and uh-huh. i'm like whatever cool i take the ticket we go do our job come back and everything i completely forget about the ticket and when you forget about a ticket, your license gets suspended. Oh, man. And so I'm riding around, I'm in, um, South Atlanta. I'm, it's like, it's like, um, I think it was like a Labor Day weekend. It was some holiday weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just cruising. I'm, I'm doing 55 and a 30 and I'm just, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I used to be a speed driver. But I don't do that anymore. I'm late. I'm more laid back and chill. Mm-hmm. So I was driving, I get pulled over to, uh, Actually, they started tailing me and then they put in and pulled me over till I got on the highway mm-hmm. and and I was just like, oh, snap. And then he pulls me over and he's like, you know, your license is suspended. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he could have he could have took me to jail.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I'm saying? he could The, the cop could have took me to jail. He could have he could have impounded the will, oh, all that, and it was a holiday weekend. So mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have got out to like Monday Tuesday. It was like a Thursday Friday, mm-hmm. and so. But he was he was he was cool enough, you know, to to be like, all right, just go ahead and call somebody. I'm not a, he at first he wasn't even going to give me a ticket for the suspended license. He was just showing so much love, you know what I'm saying. He ain't and, and had time. It was it was, a, it, was a, it was a holiday, you
0: yeah.
2: Said. Right, right. He ain't so, had time for that yeah. paperwork for you right you know <laughs> and then um okay. yeah I ended up calling one of my um homegirls she ended up come scooping me up from the location that I got pulled over at so I dodged a bullet right there oh, and, hey, You did. I had a few other close calls like that you know but not like that I should mm-hmm. say but I had a few other close calls that you know I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, you know, I was always around people. Like I know people that went to jail for life. I know people that have been in, in and out of jail multiple times mm-hmm. just because of, you know, what they got involved in, whether it be, you know, drugs, theft or, you know, whatever it was, breaking and entering, crazy stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I could have got involved in. But, you know, thank God I, I didn't. And I get mm-hmm. ever caught up with that. But yeah, yeah there was definitely some close calls and I'm blessed. That's yes. right. Thank
0: well, you, thank, thank you.
2: you for tuning in with
0: us for being in on this interview. Thank you, and no, so um, no.
2: make sure you send
0: us all your information so we can um, attach your links and onto your interview.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Let me close it out by saying. Um, Holla at your boy. My name is Bunduk. I'm very friendly, as y'all can tell. We can we can chop it up. I'm everybody who's watching this podcast, I'm gonna give you a free 15-minute, 30-minute consultation. If you tell me that you came through, beat the shoe. Hey. I'm gonna give you some game. Give me give some free game just so you can get yourself up and yes. up and going, up and started. Um you can follow me on Instagram at B-U-N-D-U-K-E. They're going to put it down there. I already know y'all that. right. followed it. Um, right. You can check out the brand, HHD brand. Get your Thank God merchandise. We're about to go crazy for Thanksgiving. We got our big Thanksgiving campaign starting up uh, for Black Friday too, yes. so tap okay. in with that and, um, and support these ladies. Like, comment, and subscribe. Yes, thank, yes. You. Thank, <laughs> you. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's
0: Hear you so. All,
2: All right. right, thank y'all. Peace. Bye bye. I'm
0: in the right direction. I'm
1: in the right ocean Traveling in some motion. Paddling with my question.